You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to our next episode of Tensile Places, a theater podcast. My name is Aaliyah Gardner, and I am your host. And I'm very excited for this episode because we are going to be discussing theater fails. So if you're excited to hear a little bit about uh, my experiences in certain shows and maybe things not quite going as you would expect it to go um, due to my mistake, another person's mistake, or whatever else it may be uh feel free to keep listening but before we jump into the stories uh feel free to follow me on instagram at aliyah underscore gardener and the podcast as well it's just going to be at 10 till t-i-l places on instagram uh so feel free to follow uh, my uh account and also the podcast account and also at broadway podcast network because they are incredible thank you so much to the broadway podcast network for um hosting my podcast and without further ado let's just go ahead and jump right into the stories before we get into the stories i forgot to mention that we do have a very very exciting uh announcement at the end of this episode so please listen to the entire episode in order to get to um, our very special announcement i am very very excited about this so now without further ado let's go ahead and jump into our fails so for the first story that i have today um, i'm going to be talking about um my experience in in uh, doing a production of Spring Awakening, yes, one of my favorite musicals of all time. So if you're not uh, super familiar with Spring Awakening, it is about a young girl. Her name is Vendla, um, and she is uh, discovering her sexuality as she's growing into becoming a young woman. And uh, due to the lack of communication on her mother's side, uh, she just goes out and explores. And it's about um, it's about young people it's about um finding yourself sexual awakenings um and yeah and i think that it's a really brilliant piece of art that everybody needs to uh look up so uh i was doing a production of spring awakening and there were these uh little statues i'm not going to spoil anything in the show for those who haven't seen it but there were these little statues that we had in our set and they had these little twinkle lights on them so um when you plug them in obviously they'll light up but they were added um I think the day before we opened the show so um it was definitely like a last minute um like set design add-on um but during one of the uh, one of the songs uh before I was about to go on stage and perform I played um Taya by the way one of the girls one of the little friends in the little girl group um but as I was getting ready to come on for um one of the songs with everybody um I think midway through act one um I saw that the lights were unplugged so I was like okay let's just uh I don't know I don't really do much of anything and I mind my business but this is unplugged and it's in the middle of the walkway is this supposed to happen and I wasn't aware that it was supposed to stay unplugged so of course my little hands grabbed the little extension cord and plugged it in without consulting anybody because I was immediately just like panicking like oh what if somebody didn't plug it in and it's supposed to be plugged in and it's wrong and stuff 
all that fun stuff. So of course, I plugged it in, I went on stage, everything was great, we sang, we danced, all that fun stuff, and then uh, once my blackout hit, we exited and I went straight to the dressing room. Um, but as I'm waiting in the dressing room for the next cue, I'm watching on the monitor, I hear um, our stage manager, or, uh, or one of the girls actually, the stage manager was texting us, or the director was texting us, excuse me. The director texted everybody and said, who plugged in the lights? <laughs> and I immediately panicked and said, oh, it was me, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And they were totally nice. Honestly, that was one of the, the best theater experiences that I've ever had with that company because they were all, I'm always so used to being the younger, the younger person in a show, which is fine. I'm fine with it, but it's always nice when you can lean back and kind of relate to your your castmates because uh, you're you spend maybe a month two months with the exact same people doing the exact same songs and lines and scenes and costume changes so you basically become a little family and especially since these people were all around my age all college age students and performers and professionals it was a really amazing experience and I wouldn't have had it any other way but yeah, that was the first time. Uh, that was one of the smaller ones. Now I'm going to get into a little bit of the bigger ones. So uh, this next fail is from uh, when I was in a production of Dog Sees God. And if you guys are not familiar with the show Dog Sees God, it's basically about the Charlie Brown kids, like the Peanuts, uh, as teenagers. And it's very raunchy. It is very much so not a children's show. So if you ever want to take your child to go see the show, do not take your child to go see the show. There is there's drinking, there's lots and lots of cussing, there's uh, like making out and implied sex, and it's it's a lot. So do not go and take your child to go see the show. <laughs> but um, I was playing uh, Patricia or Patty, um, Peppermint Patty, for those who, of you who are familiar with the Peanuts. I was playing Peppermint Patty, and Peppermint Patty in the show is a, uh, a party girl, uh, just a party girl who just wants to drink and have sex and have lots of fun and all that, completely opposite of who I am as a person, and it was one of the most fun roles that I've ever played in my life. It was so much fun, but um, there's this scene where uh, me and a bunch of the main cast is, because it's a small cast, um, me and a bunch of the cast um, are at a party because um, we're throwing a party and the parents aren't home, so we're going to have lots and lots of fun and drink and have fun and smoke and it's going to be great. So just one of your cliche high school parties. So um, I am supposed to be already wasted by the time that the lights come up. So I'm in character. I'm having a good time. I have my little solo cup, but we had blocked that um, my cup gets filled with just a little bit of water so that I have something to drink, of course, like during um, during the scene and it can actually I can actually drink and get a little bit of water and I can uh, still stay in character and pretend to be drunk. Um, but uh, one of my, I put my cup down at one point, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but I could put my cup down at one point and one of the cast members filled it up, like filled it up halfway and 
by the time I picked it up, I realized that, oh no, I have to get ready to pass out because I'm so drunk in a second. And I'm holding the cup. My cup is usually empty when I fall down. And for those of you who've never really done any, um, I don't really want to call it a, a stage stunt, but I mean, it's, you're doing something very physical on stage. So what I, what my blocking was is I had to, I was holding my cup and I say, oh no, I think I'm going to be sick. And then I pass out or no, excuse me. I pass out before I say, I think I'm going to be sick, but, um, I had to, turn my body uh, a certain way and kind of fall on my side so that the 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 meatier parts of my body like my thigh and my bottom can uh, hit the ground and cushion my fall but because of the water in my cup I had to kind of figure out a way to you know not make an entire mess on the stage because it was not a big stage it was a small stage and if I spilt water it was just going to create a huge hazard so when I fell I ended up turning forward so that I could uh you know kind of keep my arm out and fall so that it looked real but I ended up landing on my knee and that my friends was the moment where Leah knew she effed up because <laughs> that was one of the worst nights of my life it was the most pain that I have ever been it was awful because immediately after the blackout I like hobbled backstage and I sat in my chair and I put my knee up or my leg up so that my knee could uh, be elevated and I was just like oh man in so much pain and my my uh, castmates are so sweet and so kind so they all helped me out they got me some ice and my director got me some ice and everything I was fine but I don't have time to be in pain right now because I need to be waking up from a hangover in the next like five to seven minutes so I'm putting my ice on there I'm just sitting backstage and waiting and um at this point, I need to get ready to undress myself. So I'm taking off my dress and I'm like wearing my bra and my shorts and everything because I'm supposed to wake up from a hangover after a threesome with two of the other main characters. So luckily, that was one of the scenes where I don't really talk that much. I just kind of laid there and um, looked in distress because you know a hangover so it was really great it worked out because that was one of the best times where I really kind of oh it was like method acting I woke up out of my hangover and I was in oh I'm in so much pain my head hurt and all of that so that was it worked out in the end and the rest of the show I was in so much pain but overall it, it ended up being a pretty decent show but sadly that is not where the tragedy ends because <laughs> there was another show that we performed the same show dog sees god um that my family went to come came to see and i already had to warn them like listen guys it's definitely a lot more provocative than some of the other roles that you've seen me in and luckily i'm so blessed to have such a supportive family like they don't care what it is like they'll be there if they have to close their eyes they'll close their eyes and look away but they're still going to be there to support me no matter what but this night I really don't know what happened because all three of the cast members who were on stage during one of the funnier scenes we just all kind of broke broke character and just started laughing because <laughs> there's this scene 
um, called Salisbury steak. And if you don't know what Salisbury steak is, it is one of the most disgusting pieces of food that I have ever eaten. It is so gross. It's like meat, basically like different types of meat, like smushed into one like weird oval looking thing. And it's, it's like a, I don't know, it's disgusting, but, um, the characters are supposed to be talking about how much they like, uh, hate Salisbury steak and then they're talking about a like this gay kid that they don't like and all that fun stuff and you know just you know high school shenanigans all that fun stuff but there was one point where I think my other castmate the the one who's supposed to be playing my friend like just stopped like forgot her lines or was doing something with her fork or something and I don't know what happened but I just couldn't contain my laughter it was the worst I was I started laughing and then she started laughing and then I look over in the corner to uh one uh, to my right to see one of our other characters upstage just doing something so odd that is in character because he was a he was playing a stoner um Linus for those of you who are familiar with Charlie Brown but Linus ends up being a stoner believe it or not um and he's in the corner doing something so odd with his steak and he starts laughing and I start laughing and I'm basically crying at this point trying to even get through these lines and everything and somehow by the grace of God himself we made it through the scene because I do not know like if we were even going to be able to make it because we just kept laughing and laughing and laughing and it was so embarrassing because my family my family was in the audience I wanted to make them proud and I think I did I really did make them proud but it was just a very awkward like oh man I don't know what happened it was really bad now this next story is a little bit it's it's a little weird it's not my personal story but uh well it is my personal story but it's not about me failing on stage it's about my uh my kids that I was directing failing on stage um so for those of you who do not know I was a children's uh theater instructor for um a mobile theater company that would basically just go to the schools and uh for the schools who wanted them the classes we would host an hour-long theater class for the elementary school kids for those who signed up um, at different elementary schools so um, there were some times where I was just strictly teaching the classes and doing curriculums and playing theater games with the kids but then there were there was another time where I got I got a script and I got to be able to direct the spring play for the kids to do so all of our um, meetings um, whenever I would meet with the kids at the school it would just be strictly rehearsal so finally um we're rehearsing the show my kids I'm not gonna lie so these kids wanted to try my life and I am always so good with kids I really am I'm great with kids it's what I do for a living I love kids but these kids were really testing me <laughs> today that like all of the classes basically like there were times where we would be able to get through stuff and it would be great like uh 
in I'm not gonna lie the show is it was a really cute show about a pirate who's like really mean and the uh the pirate crew is gonna rebel against the the mean pirate Joe and throw him in a raft but then they end up bringing him back and say hey are you gonna be good and he's like yeah as long as I can still be your captain or something along those lines you know children's theater it's it's a good time (laughs) but basically almost every single class in rehearsal that I had with these children they were always trying my life somehow I ended up blocking the entire show teaching them choreography teaching them the songs that they needed to know and boom I'm done like let's let's do the show and get over get on with it um but I ended up uh, I get I got a little an email from my from my boss and she said, okay, here's the uh, the times for that you need to tell the kids to be at the school uh, for the sh- the night of the show. I had emailed back asking if we needed to be there maybe five to ten minutes early. She proceeded to tell me no, and I was I was like okay that's fine I'll just show up at the time then and I didn't think anything of it. I show up at the time, maybe 6 p.m., she said, to meet at the school. I showed up at 6 p.m., and they're frantically looking for me, saying, Aaliyah, your kids are here. You need to go be with your kids right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And apparently my kids are going crazy. Like, they're crazy. They're being loud. They're being rowdy. I can't, it looks like I can't control them when in reality in classes, like, I do not play games with these kids because I'm not going to lie. I'm really good at managing children because, um, I listen to the kids and I sympathize with them and I talk to them as if they are little adults. And uh, if we're having issues, I don't put up with it. Three strikes and you're out. I'm not playing games. You want your role? Okay, then you need to do your role, rehearse, participate in class point blank period I'm really good at managing them even when they have really bad days like we usually do but because I wasn't there and my boss hadn't hadn't seen me teach them she hasn't seen any of my rehearsals um they're going crazy and I immediately walk in I'm trying to rile them up I'm or I'm trying not trying to rile them up and try to bring them down I'm trying to calm them down and get ready for the show and everything but then my kids and we have this big uh, backdrop. Uh, the company that I worked for, they always have these uh, these big backdrops that they use for the set. It's very it's a very small set. It's children's theater. But my kids knocked almost knocked over the entire backdrop of this of the set and I was mortified I wanted to snatch somebody's child up and quit my job and just snatch a child because they were making me look bad they were making me look so bad and it was terrible and my boss was just so flustered already so and she's a very sweet woman very very sweet she's an actress as well in um in the dc area done a lot of commercials but she was so flustered with me and i felt so bad um because after they almost knocked it over she just came up to me after fixing it and said Aaliyah please get your kids and go practice before the show I'm like okay so as soon as the because you know when uh the kids get in trouble they know that they're in trouble so I immediately bring my kids in and I put the foot down and just say guys 
this is your show your families will be here any minute and you guys need to get it together so that we can put on a good show do you guys want this to be a good show yeah okay then go to your spots for the top of the show right now. Go, 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 go. And as soon as we were rehearsing, I mean, it was it was fine. Um, they got they went through their show. It was really good. They did the best that they could. They missed a couple things, but you know, they did the best that they could. It was it was decent, and I was proud of them. But oh man, I don't know what it is about me getting assigned to like the worst groups of kids because that was not the only group of kids that I was always that I was struggling with because our last fail that I would like to discuss also goes back to those classes that I was teaching um back when I was doing I was working with that company because there was another class um small class just strictly uh curriculum no play no anything just curriculum games activities uh scenes uh theater things like that and these kids were a little bit older so there were a couple like i think there were some there were like a couple fifth graders maybe a couple fourth graders so they're they're older they're getting ready for middle school and they think that they're so cool and everything and there was this girl her name is alicia she was I don't know what it was about Alicia, but I I feel like I kind of connected to her a little bit because she was just, I don't know, she was just misunderstood in my opinion. And I know that sounds really cliche, but she was very misunderstood. She just was. And this little Spanish girl, her name's Alicia. I think she's like a fifth grader. But this girl comes hot into class, always talking about, because we do, we meet in the library and then we end up moving to the stage uh, in that school. So she comes in hot into the library one day talking about how she has a boyfriend. And another day she comes in with her eyebrows slit because she shaved a little slit into her eyebrow because she thought it looked cute. Talking about Melanie Martinez and one of my favorite artists, actually. But she's in fifth grade. So this woman is not age of appropriate for this fifth grader um because she she does cuss and talk about sexual things in her songs and these uh, innuendos in her songs and she basically pulls out her ipad and just starts playing one of her songs out loud and i'm just like alicia no put it away put it away it's fine it's the censored version and there's no bad words in it no f words no c words this child <laughs> This isn't even the fail. The fail was uh, during one of the classes, we were uh, we were doing a game of some sort. And one of my rules in my classes is, uh, or my top rules are, number one, keep your hands to yourself. Number two, when the teacher is talking, you are listening. And number three, stay on the stage. No leaving the stage. Because the stage is in the gym, and sometimes there's other kids that are in the gym for like after school programs and whatnot, so I, it's very difficult to keep the kids focused when they try to go hang out with their friends. So absolutely not. Stay on the stage. This girl, Miss Alicia, managed to break all three of these rules in one, in like less than a minute or two, because we were playing a game, things were getting very like riled up, and I tried to bring the kids down, you know, okay guys, let's bring it back down to a normal level. She ended up getting so excited and doing something silly and pushed her friend over, or something happened. I think she pushed him and he fell down and he immediately got a cramp in his 
ankle or somewhere. He had a cramp and he it wasn't funny. I'm not going to laugh at him because I know I'm not, I'm not one to diminish somebody's pain levels or anything, but this kid was so outspoken saying that like basically just like her, but the guy version, which is why they were really close because he would say like, yeah, guys, I had a sip of beer the other day. Whoa, you did. That's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was good too. Okay. All right, bud. Let's not talk about that right now. We're not going to talk about that at all whatever but he fell and had a cramp and start immediately started crying so it was like oh man what what now what what now and uh as I was telling the kids to like all right everybody take a big step back I was calm as of course you're supposed to be but Alicia is over here in the corner looking traumatized because she thinks that she like killed her friend basically so uh, so she's standing looking petrified. I'm mending to this little boy on the ground. I'm saying like, where does it hurt? Okay. I need you to, is it a cramp? Okay. Let me help you. So I'm trying to help him and everything. I don't necessarily, um, I don't think the nurse is in after school, so I can't bring him to the nurse. All I, the most that I can do is just tell the, tell the parent what happened and then move on. Um, because like there's really nothing that I can do for a cramp um, except for try to mend to him but as I'm trying to mend to him Alicia gets overwhelmed starts crying and then bolts out of the off of the stage and out of the gym and I'm just like oh my gosh what is happening right now what is happening so we ended up having to end class a little bit early and I had to basically once he was um I was I had to ask him I'm like okay bud can you can you stand up and walk because we need to he's like yeah I can stand so (laughs) I helped him up he was fine but I immediately had to end class and have everybody grab their backpacks so that we could all go on a scavenger hunt to go find this girl because I have no assistant teacher it's just me and these like seven kids or whatever maybe six kids I'm not sure it was a very small class but we all ended up going on a little scavenger hunt to go find her. I ended up finding her. I brought her backpack and I said, okay, we're going to get ready to go. You cannot run off like that. Okay. He's fine. He's fine. She's still upset. We're all having a moment and it's, it was a mess. Finally, the kids got sent home. Uh, they got to, uh, see their parents. I told the little boy's parents what uh, mother, whoever picked him up, what happened. They were fine. I told Alicia's mom what happened. She was fine. Um, but uh, after after that, I had to message my boss and tell her exactly what happened. And I think that was around the time when I was starting to get a little bit done with being stuck with these kids because it's not that I didn't enjoy what I was doing I really loved teaching the kids about theater but the only issue was the children that were signed up most of them were only signed up because their parents made them do it and they didn't even really want to be there um and all they wanted to do was play games they didn't want to do any of my curriculum or speech exercises or anything so it became it just became increasingly difficult to try to manage them and stay passionate about something when the kids that I'm trying to teach uh, teach them they're not passionate about it at all so that was definitely a, a turning point when I was uh taking a step away from 
from the company and just trying to focus on myself as an actress and on my job as a children's fitness instructor. So overall, like we all have our issues, but if you do have any uh, theater fails or any embarrassing moments, I just need you to know that you are not alone whatsoever. And what I like to think about is, hey, like at one point, I think it was Megan Hilty when she was on Broadway for uh, Wicked. Um, she played Glinda. One, uh, it, please don't quote me on that. I, I, it may have been another Glinda. But this Glinda was in the middle of one of her songs. I think it was popular. And she ended up accidentally chucking her wand into the audience <laughs> because it slipped out of her hand and flew into the audience. <laughs> and and she's still perfectly fine so if that can happen you guys can do anything (laughs) but that is all that I have for you guys today if you guys enjoyed this please leave a comment and um telling me what you'd like for me to discuss next to get into our announcement uh, that you guys have been waiting for since the beginning of the episode I'm sure at the edge of your seats so uh let's do a little drum roll please we are now introducing Broadway Booze Days. So let me go ahead and elaborate. Broadway Booze Days is going to be a monthly installment of a Broadway-inspired cocktail drink, some type of libation and or beverage um, that we come up with uh, inspired by uh, a Broadway musical. So it's going to be lots and lots of fun. It's going to be the last Tuesday of every month that we're going to be posting a video tutorial on how to make the drink, a couple photos of the drink and um, one of the episodes within that month is going to feature um, me and one of my guests uh, enjoying said drink so it's going to be really really exciting I know there are so many amazing Broadway shows out there and I would love to just uh, make a drink inspired by that show and just sit down and talk about the show so that's definitely going to be a very exciting uh, new installment that I I'm going to be implementing on the Instagram page. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 10 till places podcast. And also you can follow me on Instagram at Aaliyah underscore Gardner. And like I said earlier, don't forget to follow the Broadway podcast network. They're amazing. And that is everything that I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.